Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Welcome to the Think Unbroken podcast. I'm your host, Michael Unbroken, and this podcast is about helping trauma survivors let go of the past, overcome their fear, discover their identity, become the hero of their own story, and ultimately to be unbroken. Our goal in company is to bring on guests and experts in the fields of mental, physical, and psychological health to help you overcome the past, to take back your power. And in this podcast, we are unedited and unfiltered, and we're going to give it to you real so that you can start to create massive change in your life. If you're curious about learning more outside the podcast, you can get a free copy of my book, Think Unbroken, at book.thinkunbroken.com. That's book.thinkunbroken.com, where you can get a copy of my number one bestselling book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma. The most important thing that you can ever do, my friends, is show up for yourself, and that's where you are today. And I appreciate you. I have massive gratitude for you. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. Super excited to be back with you with another episode with Tia Lynn, who is on a mission to help millions of women own their confidence, 
power and open up to pleasure to have better sex by healing. Tia, I'm super excited to have you on this episode. I haven't had anyone come on who's gone into depth around this, especially around women's sexual healing. So I'm very excited about this. Um, how are you today, my friend? What is going on in your world? Oh, I am so fabulous. I just got a massage. I signed a new client today and we got started and I'm just, it's been a great day. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. So for context, before we jump in, can you give us a little bit of background on you and how you got to where you are today? Yes. Okay. It's kind of a long story, but I'm going to go short. So I started um, pretty much just being in marketing. You know, I love the marketing aspect of creativity and helping people stand out in businesses and increasing sales. But as I did this, I worked with coaches and healers. And what I found was I have this passion inside me that I just love to help women be more confident in being themselves. And that goes to men too, as well. Like being yourself is pretty much the secret ingredients to being happier and attracting the right people to you. So I just love helping people get out of all these uh, rules that society, religion, family has put on them and to be more themselves and be more confident. And this helps in all areas, business, life, relationships. And through growing two businesses, I found my passion and that's just what I love to do along with marketing and my clothing line. So it kind of all is centered around confidence though. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, for anyone going through this kind of journey, confidence can be one of these words that we hear in passing and you're like, I don't really know what that is. Right. And, yeah. and I say this all the time when, when I was 26, 27 years old, I looked at my life. I was like, I have zero confidence. I have no self-esteem. I have no idea who I am. So how did you really kind of step into this journey? Because I, I have this odd suspicion that you probably had to learn how to do this for yourself. Oh, yeah. Okay, so journey of entrepreneurship, is that what you're asking? In, into self-confidence. Okay, so I would say being a child and growing up, I actually am very lucky. My mom really pushed me to be myself. So I am thankful about that. This is something that I was able to do. But I will say, <laughs> growing up in Utah, I all the parts of me weren't really accepted naturally. So I was kind of that weird child that was like loud and quirky and like I didn't really like to be normal, air quotes. And things that were weird were like I wore lime green sparkly pants in like a sixth grader. I was weird and I didn't really care to be popular with the popular crowd. I was goofy. I was like nerdy. I said weird things and just was silly where like the popular people were too cool for that. So I just was myself and my mom helped me with that. So I'm thankful that my mom was like there for me and encouraged that. But I know so many people didn't have that. So as I met other people, friends, entrepreneurs, they had the opposite mindset. They were like, oh, I can't do that. Or um, that's not okay. Or, you know, a lot of shame around who they really were. 
And that affected them in their business, their life and their relationships, and especially in the bedroom. And that was like my, my passion just naturally. And so my first um, business was clothing line, like festival clothing. And the thing is, all the reviews were like, oh my gosh, you made me feel so confident. And it was this standout, sexy festival clothing that was bringing things that they loved to life. And it made them feel confident. It made them feel sexy. So kind of all my little ventures had this center around like helping people be more themselves and be confident. I love that. And I, I think it's such an important thing that people learn what that means for them. Um, I will say this, if I go and I rewind myself a decade ago, starting this journey, trying to figure out confidence, I wouldn't have been able to define it for someone who's listening, who maybe hasn't, they hear this word. They're like, I just don't really understand what that means. What, what does confidence like actually mean? Like how, if, if you were to define it, what, what is confidence? I would say feeling secure in yourself. So whether that's you being more quiet and that's who you are or you know extroverted and that's who you are or going to a club like me and wanting to dance and be myself so i would say confidence is secure in being yourself and it could often look like shoulders back presentation how you communicate your demeanor your energy how people perceive you as confident and usually being secure in yourself. I really like that. And I think that part of it is people have to understand that you have to actually build confidence. You have to build yes. self. But, but a huge part of what we face with the guilt and shame, not only necessary for many people who come from traumatic backgrounds, but just from society is navigating that it's okay to be yourself. So mm -hmm. when I think when people hear things like confidence, like self-esteem, like things of this nature, but they're faced with never being able to really tap into who they are, how do you, how do you help someone in a practical way build confidence when they've never done anything in their life that would help them understand what that means? Ooh, okay. So since I'm a coach, I'm going to give you some homework, okay? So what I have my clients do is what are some things that you love or that you're really good at? And I, it's so hard for people who maybe don't have that confidence to brag or to pull it out, or maybe they don't think it's good enough, but it is, okay? So just try. And I urge you to start small, you don't go from zero to a thousand, you go zero to one to 10 to 20 to maybe 50. And it's just a growing. So I want you to write down 10 to 20 things that you are good at. And it could be as small as you're good at social media. You're good at talking to people. You're good at being an, an amazing mom. Okay, so start small and go from there and nothing's too small. Maybe you're really good at organizing, which you know what I suck at. So it's just these things that we think are small, but are big for other people. So start with that. And then one other piece of homework, you can write this down if you need to, is start showing more of your personality or you in your day to day life, whether that's an email, whether that's a call, whether that's going out and you don't know anybody 
and doing what you would do if you were comfortable or doing what you would do if you were more you. So for me, that was like going out and going to talk to someone or to uh, dance at a bar where I didn't know anyone and I was uncomfortable. And that's how I made all my friends. So just start. <laughs> yeah, and it's totally about momentum. Start with this little thing, one step, one step forward every single day, because on a long enough timeline, that's how you're going to get to where you want to be in your life. And, mm -hmm. and I think that the only way that you build confidence, and this is only my experience, is you have to try things, you have to be uncomfortable, and ultimately you have to hold yourself accountable to see what you're capable of doing. And, and I think the big part of that is despite fear, despite judgment, despite shame from other people, because guess what? They're already judging you anyway. And yeah. the truth is, what does their opinion have to do with you? And the answer is nothing. You can't control what other people think. One of the things I, I think people get held up on in this process, though, is as they step into trying to be themselves, it kind of changes their equilibrium. It's new. It's different. It's unknown. It's uncomfortable in a way that they're inexperienced with. And then the first time, because it will happen, I, I guarantee you when you change, people around you will notice. Some people will judge you for it. It is the nature of, I think, the human experience. And I think often that can trigger these humongous abandonment wounds for people where they're just like, man, I tried to be me, but then this person judged me and I'm not in life anymore. And then it's chaos. And then you're like, wait a second, maybe this is tied to something. And I've known, I know that you've done your own personal work around this. What's the journey been like for you for not only looking at what abandonment wounds are, but healing them in your personal life? Oh, okay. So abandoned wound, abandonment wounds actually started coming up when I first started my business, like going all in, moving to California and having to provide for myself full time. I was one of those people that went like all in, like burned the boats and I didn't have a backup plan. Well, my backup plan was, okay, like I have to go get a job then, but I, I burned the boats. So it's so funny, but through personal development, I realized that as I was trying to provide for myself and I hired like a transformational coach, she told me that I actually didn't, there was a time that I couldn't take on one or two clients at once. And the reason why was I was afraid of being abandoned in my business. Like, and I was like, whoa, that's so weird, but I want more clients, but this fear keeps coming up. And so I had to work with a coach to help me like work on that abandonment wounds. And she was like a transformational life coach, very deep healing, like therapy times a thousand. It was just a quicker therapy. And whoa, I found that I, I, I didn't grow up with a dad like in my life. So I had a lot of abandonment wounds with that. But what I found through this therapy was actually was my mom so you know it was a really hard point but my mom actually tried to commit suicide when i was teenager about 17 and through healing i thought it was when i was younger like my dad but it really was my mom because my mom was that close close connection that i loved and loved me the most and so that was actually the deeper abandonment wounds that I had to work on. So working through that, let's see. 
kind of going through it and forgiveness and having someone to support you through this, because if it's, if it cuts deep, it's very emotional and healing on that takes time and it is painful. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I know that from my own personal experience, as you were stepping into it and going through and healing, like, in a practical way, what did that look like? What were you noticing in your life? What was different? What was, was it literally just forgiveness that became a part of this? Like, like how does someone like heal an abandonment? Oh my goodness. I would say seek, <laughs> seek, prof- seek professional help. Um, but through this, um, I, I'm luckily like I hired somebody that was there for me and I could talk to and message and what some practical things that we did was go back in time to that, that painful moment and bring it up and see how I felt and see what came up. And there was journal prompts, there was working, there was forgiveness, there was healing, there was looking at it instead of just pushing it to the side. Cause like I said, I thought it was one thing, but it was another, because the other thing I was like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But I didn't really ever, I don't think deal with it. I just was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. And another thing was through this journey with this coach was she helped me like deal with smaller issues. Like my, at the time, my relationship kind of leaving or me trying to leave or not communicating my feelings or not sharing issues, or like even texting and communication was huge. I would like push people away, or not share my feelings, or what would you call it? Like, just not good communication because I was fear of being abandoned over and over. And so realizing these things and how they come up, then you can work on them with somebody. Yeah. And I, I love that you said seek professional help. Like I'm, I'm such a big proponent of the idea of like the right person for the right job. Like if you're, your sinks busted, you're not calling an electrician. Right. And I think that's such a big part of this journey. And sometimes like with that right person and that parlay, you will start uncovering these other pieces of the puzzle. You'll learn more about yourself. You'll understand more about yourself. And sometimes it's even a common in passing because you have a mirror, right? Where, and this happens when I'm working with my own coach and also when I'm coaching where I'm like, oh damn, I didn't even think about that. Right. And I think a big part of the healing journey for you, and this is because I know what you do is, is healing sexual shame. What has that been like for you? And what, what does that mean? Because first off, can you define sexual shame? And then can you talk about healing around it? Yes. Okay. So one of my fellow coaches said that shame, like a working definition is the impulse to hide something. I loved this because sometimes shame just has this weird connotation. Um, So the impulse to hide something. So you could have shame around partners. You could have shame around sexual trauma. You could have shame around just sex itself from religion, um, family, from society, because society kind of makes it, or even just being a woman and liking sex. So because we're like not supposed to, or what I was raised was, you know, you're supposed to like keep it hidden and all these things. 
We'll be right back, but I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about the Think Unbroken six-week trauma healing coaching program. If you go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com, you can sign up for the six-week daily Think Unbroken Trauma Healing Coaching Program. In this program, we're going to go over the six principles of healing trauma, adaptation, understanding the impacts of trauma, how to become the hero of your own story, what to do next, and ultimately what it means to be unbroken. For more information about this six-week coaching program, which you can download as an app on your phone and take with you everywhere, no matter where you are in the world, it's interactive. It's built about giving you practical tools that you can use in real time. And if you're ready for what's next in your life, go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Again, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Now let's get back to the show. So me growing up in Utah, that was very prevalent. It was like, I don't know, women didn't really talk about sex. Um, we didn't talk about pleasure. Nobody talked about masturbation. A lot of women that when I was growing up, it, like nobody talked about it. And that was like, why would I do that when I can have it? It was like a weird thing. Um, also like, you know, save sex for marriage. Um, that was also very prevalent in religion and society and where I grew up with. So I had a lot of shame um, because I didn't feel for me that that made sense. So like, even though I grew up super Christian, I lost my virginity as an adult. I didn't think where I wanted to be that I wanted to save sex for marriage because me, even now I'm 31 years old and I own two businesses. I still am not wanting to be like married right away. Like I'm not in a rush. So for me, that didn't really feel like I knew I wanted to be this big person and I wanted to have businesses. So it didn't logically make sense to me. <laughs> so I had shame around that. I had shame around sexual desires. I had shame around being open. I had shame around talking about sex, all of those things. Yeah. And I think that's uh, part of the human experience. Uh, you know, as the unbroken nation knows, and I've, I've talked about this before, I, I grew up Mormon and there was very much stigmas around that. And the more that I got into the healing journey, the more I kind of created a framework for acceptance around it. So as someone's in this journey and, and many people, whether it comes from a puritanical religion or just trauma in the household or sexual abuse themselves, there is always that scope of I think for most people, probably for the vast majority, especially in the Western states or the Western country in the United States, where it is sexes everywhere in front of you, everywhere you go at all times. And it's like, don't talk <laughs> about it, but it's everywhere. So when, when you're in this and, and people are like, man, I do feel shame about sex. I feel guilt about it. I feel whatever is about that. Like, how do you help people start to become not only comfortable with their sexuality, but maybe accept it or explore it or step into it in a way that is profound and impactful in their lives? Because it is part of the human experience. And I think all too often we're missing out on it. Ooh, I love this. Okay. So this is why I got into this business <laughs> that I started following my purpose and passion is <sighs> shame is all around us and it kept you safe as a child. It did like, like not pursuing things or your, your family was trying to keep you safe. Your, tr your family was trying to be like, 
not getting you hurt, okay? But the way it's done sometimes goes into adulthood and it it's not our shame. So, okay, so number one, shame is usually, is it yours or is it what you've learned? Is it society? Is your your family? Is it your friends? Is it what you perceive? Okay, so a lot of the time, shame isn't even yours. So some ways to heal from it is realize that for one is, oh, this actually isn't mine. I didn't believe this from my own opinions and my own research. I got this from other people and other people's beliefs. And I took that on. Okay, so I like to give this visual as you have a backpack on your shoulders and when people shame you, you start putting all these blocks on your shoulders, these bricks, and it starts holding you down because you are scared to be yourself. You're scared to be uninhibited. You're scared. And so all these masks you start to take on. And this literally <laughs> comes out in everything, life, business, relationships, sex. So as you start communicating about these, you realize that you are not alone. You are not weird or shameful for having these different desires that may not be talked about all the time. You are normal. <laughs> unless you're, the only thing I like to say is unless you're hurting somebody, hurting yourself or hurting others without consent. Okay. So I like to say that, but yeah, you are actually normal. Like sex is weird. Sex is different. Sex isn't like normal, quote unquote, like everything, like there's so many different things to explore and communication, sharing and talking about this is super important. So that's what I would say to start small is start talking about it. For people who are terrified <laughs> to talk about it, how do you start small in that? Hmm. I would say find somebody that doesn't shame you. So you can come talk to me um, or start opening your eyes to new things. So like listen to my podcast. I talk about shame, sex, uh, relationships, all these weird taboo things or find other podcasts or other YouTube videos and start opening your eyes and listening. And you'll start seeing that you aren't that weird. And I think that's a big part. So starting small is just open your ears and your eyes to new things. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I think you might be onto something there because it's, I, I constantly, excuse me, I constantly tell my clients in whatever context of conversation that we're having is, you know, if, if I can plant a seed in your mind about something that you either A, need to reframe or B, understand, then in a long enough timeline, I think that you'll be able to kind of bring that into your life, into your social structure, into the way that you move about the world. But it, it often seems to me, especially with, with sex, sexuality, things like even masturbation, like you mentioned, there is so much pressure around it and so much about this idea of performing and pleasing other people. And, and I have this odd theory that it's really hard to be innately close to your sexuality if you don't even know who you are. So as someone who's like exploring and trying to figure out who they are and they're on this healing journey and they've gone through trauma, they want to be a sexual human being, but you know, there's so much like literal hurt around it. How do they start to navigate it to get into this place where they can be freely exp explorative? 
Yeah. So just like anything, we start to get ahead of ourselves, just like in sex, like literally how you do one thing, you do all things. So just like sex, you think to the end, you think to the end goal, you think to the end goal. But if you do that, it prevents you from getting there. So what you do is you start. So the first thing is you decide. You decide there's going to be a change made. You decide that, hey, I'm ready to make some changes and improvements. And then you start taking those little steps. And like I said before, it is helpful to have a guide, a professional, a sexual trauma healer, somebody that helps you to guide you to get there quicker and condense time. But if you don't, like, look out for those things, start listening to those things and start doing one step a day, just one. What can you do today to kind of explore more? What can you do today to feel more comfortable about yourself or your sexuality? What can you do? Be more present. Be more connected to your body. Explore your body. This can be for men and women. Like, instead of taking on other people's beliefs or looking at porn or things like that, what if you just explore your body and try something new? So quickly, that could just be like, for women and men, there's actually different types of, I'm not going to get into this too much, but erotic blueprints. You can look it up. It's like the types of sex. Like there's a type of love languages. There's like five erotic blueprints. That's the type of sex. So maybe it's just like, do I like really soft touch or do I kind of like a little bit of pain and don't shame yourself? Or it's like, what turns you on? What is it? Try to explore different things and just be aware of it and be present and then look into it, do research and have fun. Do research with your body as well. Yeah, I think there's something really interesting about the idea of, of having fun with it. So how do you how do you kind of have fun with it, even though you feel whether it be social pressure or the pressure you put on yourself? And, you know, it's all so much about leading up and trying to meet expectations that often are unfounded. I think a, a big part of the misnomer in the way that sex has been misconstrued construed in modern society as the lack of communication around it. So how important is it to, to get on? You, you talked about clarity, you talked about being, you know, looking at your life and what you want. How do you communicate your needs, not only with yourself, which I think is super important, but with the people that you're experiencing your sexuality with? Oh my goodness. I love, this is all like similar, like how you do one thing, you do all things. So start small. <laughs> Like, just like for me, when I was struggling with abandonment issues, I was scared to share my feelings, how I felt with men, how I felt uh, with my feelings because I was scared of being rejected. So I started small. You can start small. Okay. So even just sharing like, hey, that hurt my feelings when you said that to me or in kind of for sex, like I really enjoy when you do this. This is a good, good, good thing to start with. This is very small and it may be uncomfortable. And you can say it after, let's say, after you're in the bedroom, you can talk outside the bedroom and talk about it. So with your partner um, in the bedroom, you enjoy something like make more noise. That's communicating. Um, you could tell them, ooh, I really like that. 
Ooh, that feels so good. And then outside of the bedroom, you can ask. This is great for partners. And this is so underutilized. It's just being like outside of the bedroom, be like, ooh, what did you like best? What would you like to do more of? What would you like to explore? These are three simple questions. And I want you to start doing them with your partner. And that will just be a really great start. Yeah. And I think also in that is, and you mentioned something, you know, try to communicate with people who don't shame you or guilt you. But what, let's say that you're in a relationship or you're in a partnership where when you do express yourself, there is shame. There is a guilt coming from from the other side when you try to communicate, mm. when you try to be in connection, because I know that happens. And that was actually part of my experience, too, in my especially in relationships in the early 20s. And that went both ways. I'll be very clear about that. So how do you navigate that as a man or a woman in this situation? Okay, so oftentimes when other people shame you, it's not actually you, it's them. They're projecting onto you. So somebody that wasn't able to be free sexually will shame other women. Or I've also noticed, you know, people who shame gay people, oftentimes it's because they were shamed or they feel shame inside them. So just know that first that it's usually not you. It's them projecting themselves onto you. And then secondly, this is a touchy subject. So focus on yourself. Focus on your healing first, because usually your relationships are a mirror in some way, shape or form. So work on yourself. And one thing to share with your partner is, hey, like you can start the conversation like, hey, this isn't meant to be to make you uncomfortable. Um, I would just really like to start exploring this, but there's no expectation. Okay. So I think taking expectations off the table really helps somebody or saying, Hey, let me know if you feel uncomfortable, but if they really are, then you need to just work on yourself. Okay. So seeking help, seeking guidance, looking, researching, starting small, healing that shame, talking to somebody that like, talk to me, talk to uh, your friend, talk to maybe go to a club or some, like online. There's lots of people. Maybe you could just talk to them. Um, it could be as small as like, if you follow, I'm just going to say like, look up some sex podcast or like sex with Emily or something like that. And they have like fun posts and you could like write in, you could share something anonymously, like sharing anonymously or sharing with somebody really helps healing. I know it sounds so easy, but just do it. So one of the things that I did was share with my brother, like sexual shame from my past that I was scared to share. And I said, Hey, I'm not looking for you to feel sorry for me. I don't know. This is just something that's in my heart that I felt like I wanted to share and get out and off my chest. And I shared this experience that happened to me. And I said, I'm just kind of listen. I'm just looking for you to listen. And then I shared it. And he's like, oh, dang, Tia, like, thanks for sharing. And I'm sorry you went through that. And so I had a safe space. But this could be a professional. This could be a friend. This could be somebody you met on Facebook. <laughs> this could be a, like your therapist. That's why I do believe in professional help is because they're there. They can They can be there and listen to you. So... 
yeah, it seems like it's all going into the same like trend. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that so much of life is, uh, I hate to say it, but repetitive because yeah. the truth is these, some of these things work really well and in really practical ways. And, you know, learning how to use your voice in this, especially in this kind of conversation is incredibly important. And yes, it's going to be uncomfortable at times. And yes, it may even be scary. But when you're in supportive connection with people, shame and guilt, like that's something that honestly, in my experience, is just something in your head. Right. Yeah. And you'll find that as you express it and you talk to people and you go through this conversation and even through the motions of it, that people are there to be supportive of you. Now, if they're not, you may need to be considering whether or not that person belongs in your life. Do they yeah. have the space and are they the right person? Do they have the capacity to even have these conversations? Because sometimes the reality is that person may not be who you need in your life right now. And that's a hard conversation to have, but you know what? I find that typically the hard conversations are the right conversations. Yes. Yeah. So, before I ask you my last question, can you tell everybody where they can find you? Yes. I have a podcast. I talk about taboo topics. I talk about sex, confidence, shame, wild events. So if you want to like explore this and start hearing stories and people talking about this, oh, you are not alone. And there's some crazy stories and women sharing their shame and how they got through it. So I think you'll hear a lot of practical ways and that will make you not feel so weird. Also, um, check me out. I'm sexy biz babe on everything. That's my name, AKA sexy biz babe. Oh, it's over here. <laughs> Um, sexy biz babe. Um, and I'm on Instagram, probably the most clubhouse, all the things. And yeah, just one last like thing is do it with the fear. Like do these things, feel the fear and do it anyways. That's the thing is all these things that I've done. I am fearful. I'm afraid. And I do it anyways. And it starts getting easier. Yeah, I, I'm a huge proponent of that. I'm I tell people all the time, like I'm scared every time I get on stage, every time I record a podcast, every time I coach people, every time I write a book, every time I get yeah. on an airplane, like there's always fear. But mm -hmm. what are you going to do about it? You only get one opportunity at this thing that we call life. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to die with regrets. So thank you so much for being here. My last question for you, my friend, is what does it mean to you to be unbroken? Ooh, is when you can learn from your trauma, you can learn from your mistakes, you can learn from whatever life throws at you, and instead becoming broken and hurt and not moving on, you take it as a lesson and you learn from it. And if you keep getting thrown the same thing, that means you need to heal from it and that will help you become unbroken. You'll notice as you go through really hard trials and tribulations, that you get stronger and things get easier. So that is what I would say being unbroken is just moving on and learning and getting stronger with time and with trauma. So that's what I would say. I love it. Powerful, my friend. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. And as usual, please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see ya. Yeah. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know 
what you think. Please do me a favor and review, rate, and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that on Broken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like, comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.